fuck is this? This is spoiler. Hey, how's it going? Going good. How are you this lovely evening? Not too bad. This is uh, Pappy, recording from Louisville, Colorado, just outside of Boulder. Wait, wait. Is, there, is it Louisville, Colorado, or is it actually like Louisville? I asked, and it's pronounced Louisville, and I asked if it was Louisville, and I got laughed at. <laughs> well, it, it, that's Louisville to me. And sure. uh, this is Stevie coming from uh, Mishawaka, Indiana. This is a minor spoiler episode. Uh, the date is May 4th, 2016. And we got a new format, starting with this episode, too. And as for the minor episodes, we're going to cover new films. Um, today we're talking Green Room and Keanu. And then the, uh, the regular dot releases, the big episodes, will be a classic or at least uh, an older film that we're trying to spoil. Right, Stevie? Yeah, for the most part, such as uh, we have uh, Ip Man coming up this weekend, so you can look forward to that. <laughs> I, I am. Kung Fu. Have you watched it yet? No, not yet. And the uh, but the episode that's coming out this weekend will probably be Time Bandits, which is universally loved by all the panelists. Definitely check it out. Five stars. Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so let's uh, let's talk some new movies. Uh, I saw Green Room. We divided and conquered, and you saw. I saw Keanu. Not Keanu Reeves, but the cat movie, Keanu. What'd you think? I guess let's just get into it. You want to go first, or... Yeah, I'll go into it. Um, Stars, uh, let's see, Jordan Peele and uh, Keegan-Michael Key. You know, the guys from Key and Peele. Um, Pretty much what it turns out is uh, it's a more so action movie than it is comedy, which was kind of jarring to me when I first saw it. So sorry. So what it reminded me of was uh, John Wick. Is it John Wick the comedy? What what was your take on that? It wasn't John Wick the comedy. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> well, what did they kidnap the cat? Is that what happens? No. Okay. So I might as well just get into it. Um, in the very beginning, there's like this um, abandoned cathedral where it's now being used as a drug lab. And two guys dressed like the Matrix uh, with long hair that covered their faces, played by Key and Peele, <laughs> are later referred to as the Allentown Brothers, kill everybody in the church. And uh, the main guy running the drug, uh, the, dr- um, the drug den has a cat, which is the cat Keanu. And after they're done killing everybody, the cat flees and ends up on uh, Peele's doorstep. Which his name is uh his name is Rel in the movie and uh Rel just got dumped. He wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, Jordan Peele wrote it. And uh Jordan Peele and um let's see here, Alex Rubens wrote it. And uh uh Jordan Peele's character just got broken up with, he's all sad and depressed, and uh the cat shows up on his doorstep and lifts his spirits. Life is great again. And then the cat gets kidnapped and life goes to hell. And <laughs> him and Key are on an adventure to get this cat back. So it had comedic moments, though, even though you'd call it more of an action than a comedy. You used to use Bad Boys as a reference point, right? Yeah, it was It was kind of like they were spoofing the action movie itself. Okay. But not all jokes landed. I mean, some jokes really missed. <laughs> and uh, if it weren't for George Michael, I don't see how this movie would have made it. Well, uh, oh, wait, wait. Is he in it? Kind of. He's kind of like, they kind of, th- like, okay. So there's this drug called Holy Shit. It's like meth, PCP, MDMA, and, and uh, DMT all thrown into one drug. 
And throughout the movie, Key's character is uh, constantly referring to how much he loves George Michael. Well, he accidentally smokes his stuff out of a pipe, and he gets launched into a George Michael music video. That's hilarious. Yeah, it, I mean, it was funny. Uh, George, like the George Michael joke, was hilarious throughout. Uh, but yeah, I consider this more of an action movie. Speaking of George Michael, uh, maybe Funke was in Green Room. Did you know that? Wait, what? Oh like... yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, Aliyah Swakat. I don't know. I, I've never actually heard her name out loud. I don't think. But yeah, she was in Green Room. Cousin Love was in Green Room. Uh, yeah, I, and she actually did a really good job. Um, so I saw Green Room last weekend. Uh, it's grisly, dude. <laughs> it's about as grisly as a movie can be. Um, like just like raw gore. So this is spoilers, and uh, if you don't know this already, we're gonna ruin movies for you. So yep, be warned. But the majority of the characters die by getting their throat eaten out by a dog and it shows it live on screen oh my goodness so yeah and and the whole premise of the movie are there's a bunch of like stoner hippies in the northwest uh, they're part of a band you really don't like them they steal they siphon gas uh, and they end up playing the skinhead concert and it wasn't maybe it was the main character ends up seeing some girl get stabbed and then just shit hits the fan and uh I'm trying to think who is the patrick stewart right Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he uh, is the main skinhead leader. It, the story opens up from a little bottle story into a full blown uh, grizzly horror movie, and ends up uh, being kind of this redemption action packed thriller. I I really liked it, uh, but it was super violent. <laughs> like Tarantino violence, or like a whole new level. I mean, so the, the great part about this movie is is that it lulls you into the violence. I think. For the first 45 minutes, it's basically a PG-13 movie. And then someone just gets straight up stabbed. Like, hardcore stabbing, ripping through their stomach, blood everywhere. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. And the movie completely falls apart in the end. Uh, because everyone dies and there's only a couple characters left. But uh, one of the better horror movies I've seen in a long time. So, like, when you say completely falls apart, like, not the script or movie itself, but just, like, the characters, like, falling, like, left and right. No, no, no. The script falls apart. Like, oh, the, the script really does fall apart. Okay. You get to the point where you've already seen one or two people getting their throat torn out by a dog, um, and then you're like, okay. Pretty much the main skinhead girl ends up with the main band guy, and then the last two left, and they kind of fall in love and kill Patrick Stewart. Like, it's super cliche, but it's a, it's a popcorn drive-in, uh, put-your-arm-around-your-date scary movie, and definitely effective for that. Okay, so did you ever watch Blue Ruin, then? I never got around to it, but you love it, right? Yeah, that movie um, also falls, that script also falls apart in the end. But, uh, like, that movie literally starts out, like, in the first ten minutes. So, sorry, what's the connection first, real quick? Uh, the director um, also wrote and directed Blue Ruin. Jeremy Soliner? Soliner, yeah. I think he's going to be one of the next big directors come in the future. How that starts off is literally, like, uh, the main character goes into a bathroom and stabs uh, one of the bad guys to death. And there's just blood and gore everywhere. And it's like a 90-minute chase from there. So you said this one was pretty gory itself? Violence, bloody, a mess. But I, I think that what uh, Jeremy Soliner is doing, 
I heard on, I, I wish I could credit the podcast. It may have just been a random YouTube video that I heard this on, but it, he's doing a sort of a series of movies where the protagonist is dumb, pretty much. <laughs> like you, you're, you're supposed to watch the movie and be like, why are you doing what you're doing? Okay. Uh, and I actually heard a fun fact too, that uh, it was supposed to be the Will Ferrell movies, Ricky Bobby one of the other ones where he has an RB character name is supposed to be a series of that too, where it was the average man. Oh God. It's just really <laughs> stupid. Yeah. So it was like, I think it was Ron Burgundy, Ricky Bobby. Uh, they all, they were supposed to be like a series of RB movies. And there's going to be a third one, booby trap, the tale of the rusty butt, I think, or something like that. And never got released. Oh, thank <laughs> true God. Sto- <laughs> true story. But yeah. So something similar going on where it's like, you're not going to love the main characters and you got to like, a large part of the plot depends on them being dumb, but right. you know it still works. It's still a fun movie. So what you're saying is Jeremy Solner didn't reinvent the wheel or anything, but did he add anything to it? Oh, definitely. I mean, you've seen Blue Ruin, so I mean, you can speak to that. But yeah, to, to me, this movie don't see it with your parents or anything like that. But but it's a it's a fun ride, that's for sure. Uh, I can't wait to see it, and that's exciting. Oh man, well. I don't mean to jump back to Key and Peele, but um, what, I, what I think its shortcomings came to was, um, you know how Key and Peele are heavy into skit comedy throughout most of their careers? Sure. Like, the first 40 minutes feels like like five different skits broken up. You know what I mean? It wasn't... Like se- segmented? Like Yeah, not- it was super segmented, wasn't terribly fluid. And it wasn't until, like, the hour mark maybe did things start to grab a little bit of fluidity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's from them or maybe, you know, the studio got involved and say, you know, and said we need, like, this much key and peel or, you know what I mean? Like, this type of skit comedy in it. But, yeah, I say it wasn't until, like, probably the 45-minute or hour mark to where I was, like, busting a gut laughing. That's probably my only downfall with that movie whatsoever is it, like, the first, you know, 45 minutes almost felt segmented in a way. Sure. And they made a lot of nods to Key and Peel. Like like referencing specific Yeah, like like remember like the uh the Liam Neeson valet drivers? I love that sketch, but yeah. Liam Neeson's. In the very beginning to get uh Jordan Peele's character off his breakup, they take him to a Liam Neeson movie called the uh, The Substitute Teacher. Okay. <laughs> Those two like direct little Yeah, and in it, it like and in in the car they're like how about them Liam Neesons? He's amazing. And so you're just like, ah, oh, that's kind of, you know what I mean, cheeky, but... It's funny that you said that movie was a slow build because uh, Green Room definitely was too. Um, but for me, I really enjoyed the first 45 minutes of my movie. There, there's definitely some funny parts uh, as these broke loser band guys are moving around the Northwest. Uh, and then it makes the, the climax more effective. But were there funny parts in the first 45 minutes or was it just meh? Um, there was, it just not like, maybe I was expecting too much comedy when I, when I first went to see it, you know, which is kind of what happened with, uh, the other guys with Mark Wahlberg and, uh, Will Ferrell, where I hated that movie the first time I saw it, but now it's one of my favorite comedies. Cause just, just, you know I mean? Just over time it gets funnier. So maybe, you know, they're so smart, it'll just get funnier over time, but not all the jokes landed. And it wasn't like, oh, they kind of missed. It was like they really missed. So that that was my only grip. But my question for you on Green Room is uh, how was Anton uh, Yel- Yelkin? Is that how, how you say his name? Yeah, Anton 
Anton Yelkin. See, he was the the main character of Green Room, I think. His character His is... name was Pat. Yeah, his character is is like the sentimental leader for the band. Um one of the first grisly things that happens in the movie is when it's in the bottle story portion, they're in the green room locked in. They have a gun and they're pointing at one of the skinhead bouncers. Uh and that's when um the guy from Star Trek shows up and <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, and they start to have this little like standoff in between the doors. Uh he Anton or Pat uh ends up handing the gun over and he gets his arm pretty much ripped apart either by dogs or, or by skinheads or whatever, and he pulls his arm back in and it's just this mangled bloody Oh god na- nasty mess of an arm. Like literally people are looking away or just laughing uncomfortably. Yeah. So he starts he starts the whole movie off from behind, but he ends up being the ultimate survivor. Um, his character is kind of annoying to me, but I think he did a good job. Uh, do you recognize him from other movies? Yeah, I... he's um, he's one of my favorite movies from when it's from when I was younger. This is an old movie. Do you remember the movie Alpha Dog? No. When was that? Alpha Dog, I think, came out in like 2006, maybe. Uh, it's based on a true story out of California about this 15 uh, year old getting murdered. But uh, Justin. Justin Timberlake's in it. Emil Hirsch is in it. Uh, Bruce Willis is in it. Would it hold up? Dialogue-wise, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'd say like camera works, like story set up, uh, some pretty powerful moments. I still like the movie, but yeah, he's also in Star Trek, Alpha Dog. Um, do you remember the movie uh, Charlie Bartlett with Drake? He's the main star in that with Robert Downey Jr. But yeah, he's a good actor, so happy to happy to hear he made it to the end. I would say that the four or five main members of the band all had great performances. And my only complaint about Patrick Stewart is I wanted more of him. Like he doesn't come up through about two thirds of the or a third of the way through the movie. He's very much just calling the shots behind the scenes. But every scene he's in, he's like more Patrick Stewart. He's a badass racist Nazi fuck. So I, I guess this leaves my question with you, Pap. Would you see this in theaters or would you Redbox it? See it in theaters. All right, good deal. Yeah, what about uh, Keanu? Redbox it. I mean, there was one part where I probably couldn't stop laughing. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is in a minivan with like five gang members and they are just jamming out to to George Michael like in a very hilarious way. And they all think George Michael is black because Key told him. And then there's a fallback joke because one of the gang members gets a George Michael tattoo on his ribcage. And he <laughs> is just absolutely devastated when he finds out that he's white. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't spend money on it again, so I'd say Redbox it. Or just wait till it comes out on some type of disc. All right, do you uh, want to give folks our contact info? Sure, yeah. You can email us at podcastspoilers at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at spoilerspodcast on twitter and most of all please leave us a review on itunes good or bad uh just let us know you're out there and suggest the movie and we'll do it in one of our major episodes yes please do that and also we'd like to thank uh, josh hensley for our amazing theme song and intro and our outros it's from the band called rutabaga and check them out 